0: Welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody! Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Travel Show. We love to chat with Glenn Burrows every Mm -hmm. fourth Saturday. And, you know, we do other shows with him too. Glenn is a family history expert. He's a tour guide and owner of Norfolk Tours in England, and today he's joining us to talk about youth travel in England, especially college student age. I mean, what happens when you graduate high school? Of course, in this country, in the States, we look at um, spring break, and that gets a little crazy, and Mm -hmm. I think we're kind of changing out to doing things that are still fun. Um, You want to go, if if you're going over to college in England, you're going to want to know about the area, and the family's Mm -hmm. going to want to know, so... Glenn is your dude. Uh, So go to norfolk-tours.co.uk. You can read his article about it up on blendradioandtv.com now. So welcome back, Glenn. How are you?
1: We're very good here, thanks. Yeah, all all good in here. A bit wet, but all all right. Hey, but that means you're going to have a beautiful spring, right? Well, everything is lovely and green at the moment, so that's always good.
0: That's nice. nice. That's really nice. Mm. You know, the youth travel, I love your article because it just kind of brought us back to all these things of the, you know, that we, it just, I, we always hear about, you know, but it, kids can get out there and experience it now um, instead of doing the crazy parties. And, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when I was graduating high school, that was what people were doing before the college. They'd go on these big backpacking trips and you, travel at that age is, I think, Part of setting up who you are as an individual, oh, for sure. Don't yes. you
1: think? I mean, when I was at school, it had been about 1974, so I'd have been 15. um We went on a Mediterranean cruise, and you know, I wow. still remember that like it was yesterday <laughs> because mm-hmm. it was it was so amazing to go to places like uh, Vesuvius and Pompeii. And wow. to go to to go to places like um, where did, we went to um, to Venice, you know, to, mm. to go to those places and to experience them when you're a teenager, really does set you up for the the love of travel, you know. Mm-hmm. Even again, when I was a, when I was at school, we had um, a a French exchange system going, so that our we had uh, pen friends. In France. This was in the days when you still wrote letters, you know. So we had a French pen friend. And then every Easter we went over to France as a group. And then in the July, the French students would come over to Norfolk. And I've known I've known Patrick, my French pen friend, since I was 12. And we're still very much in contact. Wow. He still comes over here. I still go over there. His daughter and my daughter are the same age. They're oh, both nice. got children, you know. When when we lost my dad uh, in October, you know, Patrick mm. was one of the first people I told because Patrick is part of my family, mm. you know. He's like my brother. When I got married, he was my best man, you know. Oh, wow. But these wow. these things, the, you know, from teenage to to adulthood, they just make your world so much more important because, you know, I, I love that part of France. He lives in the Loire Valley in Orléans where Joan of Arc came from, you know, that's, that's my second home, you know? Huh. Wow.
0: So, so that's amazing. You know, Cause you even worked in, in France for a while, didn't you?
1: Yeah. Well, that was why I went to work in France because I thought I love France. So I'll go and work in France. So that's why <laughs> I went and traveled to France, but it, it is the whole point about traveling when you're young, because, you know, by the time you get married and have children, you then put your your own life on hold for 20 mm-hmm. years, you know. So yeah. if you, you want to travel, when you're anything sort of 16 to, to 20 is a really good time to travel, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. you know, we all have to realize that we need to be safe. Mm-hmm. And that that is one of the most important things. I mean, when I arrived, you just mentioned going to work in France. I went to France uh, when I was nineteen, and I arrived in Paris in the in the station, waiting for my connection to to Tours, which is in the Loire Valley. And this bloke came up to me, and obviously could see I was English, and and he said, "Oh, you're obviously waiting for a train." Um, I can give you some accommodation for tonight. I said, that's all right, thanks, I'm waiting for a train. I didn't realise that I was in danger there. I was travelling on my own. And this strange Mm -hmm. bloke offered me a bed for the night, you know. I was a a country (laughs) bumpkin, you know. I didn't understand (laughs) the danger. But I I think think Mm. now, if we can help young people to travel safely all over the world, that would be great you know, and and the education of
0: it all is very important. I think, um, you you know, the the big spring break thing here. I mean, we've done shows on it. And it's still actually one of the top listened show that we ever did was an interview Mm -hmm. about a documentary of what happens at spring break. And we're talking about, Mm -hmm. I mean, because and also where your, your mind is still developing at that age. And so, you. you know, if you're very young and so, and your hormones are there. So, you know, everybody's kind of, it, it becomes a very um, horrific thing for women, uh, girls becoming women who are, you know, you're women at that, at that age, but um, it becomes a big thing where it's all about sex and um, booze and drugs mm-hmm. and, going it's not wild. Safe and going really wild and it's mm-hmm. uh, very degrading to women. And mm-hmm. women get themselves in things where it's like, it's almost like a contest. Rape mm-hmm. does occur. Um, it is a, it is. So Head I'm drive. not trying to be a Debbie Downer on a party. I think you should have your party, but there's a line. And I think we are, it, there's enough now to show that it's not a healthy way to celebrate. And now the way you travel, I think, it, like England, as we've been saying over the last couple of shows, it's very affordable for us Americans and people in other parts of the world to travel mm-hmm. to england right now yes and so i think for youth, this is a good time to go over whether it's a college group um we knew college students in this country we we met them at a grape stomp in julian in mm-hmm. up in the mountains where we used to live in california mm-hmm. we all got in the the grape stomping tank in a winery together yeah and some <laughs> lady got in and dropped oh, her was glass so funny. in the grapes and it was broken and she she was just all oh i didn't want this and just dropped it Dropped it, and we She's all looked really... at her, and, and we pelted her with grapes because she had white. She was dressed. She was dressed all in white, and, and, and she was so full of herself. And we, and these yeah. were all Irish students, and we so all looked all at each other, sudden, and that was and it. said. Let's get her. Let's get her, and we did. And we hung out together all day, all night. They mm-hmm. followed us to our house in it. We weren't in living in Julian at, at that point. We were in uh, Vista, California, so about an hour, hour and a half away, mm-hmm. down the mountains with their little rental car, followed us. Then I took them out to meet friends of mine at the beach. Then the next Venice day we took them to Venice Beach, California, mm-hmm. which is crazy. It's drum circles and hippies and
1: yeah, music. And That's
0: awesome. They said They said to us, they come over every single year, this group of friends come over to the States. Every, I think it was summer because it was the end of August, early September, they come over and they're all uh, students, uh veterinary science students, mm-hmm. and they just come over and they have a good time. But they said that because they hung out with us and we took them places, there was a best time out of doing this three to four years now.
1: Yeah. And
0: that to me proves it because there are places I'm like, no, no, you don't want to go stay on this side of town. You know what I mean? You, you, you go here. Exactly. And, and mm-hmm. it was it was this connection and I think that's something what's cool about your style of tours is that you have that personal connection where it, it becomes fun you're allowing people to do what they want to do I mean th- yeah. this group of of young students were they they know they didn't want to do something they didn't want to do because it a uh, budget of time a budget of money you know yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's quite funny you mentioned Julian I've got a mate of mine who who actually owns a property in Julian um, Oh wow. And that used to his house used to belong to one of the Disney people. Anyway, going off topic there. But oh, that's
0: a, um, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, we know that everyone is a good, in Julian. Yeah.
1: Right. Anyway, anyway um, <laughs> yeah. What, what you were saying about young people and and the the dangers of travelling. I mean, as I said, you know, I was I was only a nineteen year old from a from the middle of the countryside, so I didn't realise the danger I was in in the middle of Paris you know, in the 70s. But the sort of thing that that I think is important is that for students to travel to know that they're safe and Mm -hmm. for their parents to know that they're safe as well. I mean, I had a a lady over, um, she wanted her, her daughter was coming over to study in Norwich University and she brought her over with a couple of friends to drop them off. Um, But she just wanted to get an introduction to the area. Uh, And that's what we did. We had a day riding around the countryside, um, showing her different areas in Norfolk and sort of talking about life, because it's important when you come abroad for the first time to know what life is like, where you are, where to go, where not to go, what to do, what to ask for, you know. So the, the, the sort of things I've put together for for this article are a couple of examples about what what I could do for a for a group of students
0: mm. but
1: but again you know the nice thing about what I do is that if there's just one student coming over who wanted to get an introduction to the area where they were living and they wanted to have somebody they could trust then you know I could do that for them you know, I always, I mean, talking about students and young people. I mean, I, I had one lady over who was, I think she was about eighty five or eighty eight, something like that, from Tasmania, and her daughter had arranged for her mum to come over, and do some family history, and I I spoke to her, this woman in in um, in Tasmania, and and she said, you know, she was trusting me with her mum. And she said, I, you know, I want to make sure that you're the right person for my mum and that I can trust you. And so we had a, quite a nice little conversation, you know, but that's what what she needed. Mm-hmm. And at the other end of the, the generations, that's also what you need when you've got, I don't know, an 18-year-old who's gonna travel mm-hmm. for the first time. You need to have someone you can trust and mm-hmm. you know, you can trust me. It, well, yeah, trust me, well, you know, trust Glenn. Then, yeah, but 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 that's the thing,
0: you know. And and listen, to everyone, Glenn has been on our show for years, and and so you can listen to him communicate about England, you know, till the cows come home, and and really hear and understand what he's saying about that, and, and trusting him. Um, I think what's, what's also really important is when you go to university or college for the first time and you're in a different country, a good dear mm-hmm. friend of ours, his daughter ended up in Wales. And I'm like, wow, OK, so like, you know, not going to college here. She went for some specific reason. And you were talking about college universities in, in England, some of the most historic ones mm-hmm. in the world. And yeah. um, so when you go over. You want to know where to shop, like even how to. Even use the money. I know that sounds ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. But so you're not only a, sometimes this is the first time you've left home, but now you're flying the coop into a different country and you have to study. And, you know, the world is un, like, it's a whole new chapter of your life and a big one. So I think that's, you know, I know students that come here, they don't, especially from a different country, like the food is different. I know you, your food mm-hmm. is different. Yes. I mean, it's similar, but it's
1: different.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think, they should all I mean, buy Marmite. <laughs> I, th-
1: I think the the important thing is for parents to know that there is somebody on the ground who they yeah. they can sort of Absolutely. leave their children under the wing, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. You know, it, I think it's important, even if even if they don't use that service at least they can know that there are people there who who are are happy to help you know mm-hmm. and i think i think that 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 could be you know a service that people need you know because when when our daughter was studying in nottingham uh, nottingham is sort of about where the A is in birmingham just above my head so you can mm-hmm. see that that's in the midlands and I'm right over where the red dot is. Um, so it's quite a distance away. It's about two and a half hours of travel. So, you know, if my daughter was unwell in Nottingham University, I could get to see her within two and a half hours. But if you're in America and your daughter or your son is unwell, you know, you need somebody to contact who mm. you can trust. You know, that sort of thing is, is mm. again, what I offered to this lady for her daughter and there was another gentleman, I said, because you know, his son came and studied in Cambridge. And I said, you know, if he needs to just get away for the weekend and want to have some home cooking, he's more than welcome to come and, and oh, have wow. some home cooking with us. You oh, know?
0: Diane Scones. Exactly. Cool. Mm-hmm. Scones.
1: <laughs> but, but uh, you know, neither of the students used that. But at least, you know, that's available.
0: There's a know? peace of
1: mind. Home from home, you know, it's what, what you need sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and asking, having someone to ask advice, you know, yeah. like if you suddenly, for whatever reason, you needed um, to to go to a doctor, the, the, who do you choose? It's yeah. good to be able to know someone to ask and get a recommendation. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you th- know, that sort of thing is, is a possibility. But, but the other thing, which is what I sort of wrote the article about was... If um, a university or a college uh, lecturer or professor is thinking about putting together a study trip to England, then that's the sort of thing I could really help with because I could mm. do everything at this end for them. You know, they could say to me, We want to do a study trip on, I don't know, medieval church uh-huh. architecture. Um, I could easily do that, obviously. But likewise, if they wanted a geography field trip, and study river formations then we could do that and obviously being here I know areas mm. to go to you know mm-hmm. and obviously the, one of the other examples I used was, was writing you know because England has Shakespeare um, you know mm. so if, but we have lots of other things as well you know we it, it's not just Shakespeare you know we've got loads of other literary experts you know so it's it's something that i can help with you know Mm -hmm. so it's it's basically like we always say is having somebody on the ground Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i know i know a lady who um was the head of booking the trips for college students in different colleges right and uh that was her thing and and she would have to work with people overseas to really get that and and needed someone not just not just the specific hotel, you know, so it was like, she needed someone that could help on that side with the whole thing going, okay, well, I've got, you know, 20 screaming girls now, you know, coming over, <laughs> you know, they yeah. want to go and do this and that. And, and it's not, you know, it's, it's having, like you're saying, having that person on the other side, but they were really able to, you know, help her. Like, I don't know any travel advisor, event group meeting, all those planners, they all need, like a their right hand over
1: in the place that, you know. Yes, all I, of I think that that is so important because, I mean, when we came, when we went to Canada a few years ago, well, we've been twice now, um, it was so handy to have my cousins in Canada who were arranging all our stuff for us because they mm. knew where to go, what to do, who to see, who not to right. see, you know, they mm-hmm. were doing everything in Canada. You know, and likewise, when they came over to England, we arranged everything mm. in England. So they just arrived at the airport and, and we'd sorted everything out. But that is so much easier and so much better yeah. to mm. have somebody on the ground in the country who knows all of the, the ways of doing stuff in that country. And also mm. they know the places to go. You know, if, mm-hmm. if if yeah. say, for instance, you wanted to come here and 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 study Shakespeare, then obviously you've got to go to Stratford-upon-Avon. But is it common knowledge in America, for instance, that there is a replica of the Globe Theatre in London that has has been rebuilt? You know, they they built a Shakespearean theatre, a 16th century timber and thatched building in the middle of London. Look it up. It's called, wow. it's called The Globe. It is a replica oh. of Shakespeare's theater in London. And it's not wow. that well-known probably amongst everybody, but that's wow. the sort of thing that I know of in London because I've heard about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So there are so many examples of that sort of thing.
0: That's the thing is like mm-hmm. when people are studying something in specific, like they they were into veterinary science, like the you know friends yeah. we made from Ireland, uh, so everybody still wants to do something while they're over there that enriches their Fun. studies, you know, and what they're wanting yeah. to do. But yeah. also at that age, I know that there's, they they want to have their own free time to explore and do that kind mm-hmm. of, because, you, know, you know, like backpacking has always been, you know, popular. So is For that sure. something you can work around with people like going, hey, you know, all right, Glenn, we want to do some of these things, but we also just want to have our, you know, because at that age, we're we're wild a little, you know we want to go exploring and get into trouble just a little bit so do you give them that breath
1: of being able to do that that is so important that Mm. first and foremost you're coming to england to learn about england secondary if you can do something while you're in england that you can't do in america then that's really important to do that exactly exactly if you're coming over and you're an English student, you know, not an English student, you're an American student who's studying English as a language oh, wow. or English literature or something, you know, come here and have fun and look at London and look at Birmingham and Manchester and, or Edinburgh or whatever you want to look at, but add into that a little bit of something that you're studying as well. So, you know, obviously a day trip to Stratford-upon-Avon, but while you're in London, why not actually go to the Globe Theatre and see a performance of a Shakespearean play in a Shakespearean setting? You know, Absolutely. that sort of thing is something that mm-hmm. you will to remember for the rest of your life.
0: Absolutely. And it's so
1: important to actually get a hands-on feeling, a hands-on experience of something that makes whatever you're studying real. Mm. You know, if you're studying medieval architecture or if you're studying uh, I don't know uh, geographic rock formations mm-hmm. or something you know actually seeing these things in real life is going to be so much more important than reading about them or looking at them mm-hmm. on a website right
0: mm-hmm.
1: right so, you, you said in your article fun, that fun you know well. the
0: the universities and colleges are so old and some of the oldest in the world Yes, that their collections are really extensive and absolutely so you get to go and actually see the collections, like if it's fossils and things like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for instance, in Cambridge, they have um, the Cambridge University Library, which has not every published book, but most published books, because they are a depository that take in every book that is published. Um, They have they have documentary sources so they have collections coming out of their ears about so many different subjects. Um, but the individual colleges within Cambridge have their own collections that relate to their uh, alumni, you know, the people who went to their their university, college. So, for instance, um, Peps, you know, the, the famous man who wrote his diary, of, you know, in the 17th century, um, his diaries, his original diaries are actually in Cambridge, you know, so you can actually see his writing. Um, That's cool. You know, there Mm -hmm. are, all of the universities have museums attached with their own subject matter. So if you're studying fossils, there's a museum in Cambridge about fossils. If you're studying, I don't know, Egyptology, you can go to a museum that has an absolute stack of Egyptology in it, you know, that sort of stuff you, if you're interested in botany the you know the Cambridge University um, gardens has some fantastic Victorian greenhouses with plants from all over the world in because they have mm. specimens of different plants for the students to study you know, so mm. things like that are things that you won't necessarily find anywhere else, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. with plants, you find them in other places. But things like Pep's diary, you're not going to find that anywhere else. Anywhere. Yeah,
0: that's that's incredible. And things like that stick with you. Like in South Africa, I went to a museum and they had an Egyptian mummy who was lying flat in the... Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, it was Pretoria. Thing. Yeah, it was yeah, in Pretoria. Yeah, yeah. But yes, the totally. bottom part of it was a little... Um, piece was were missing and you could see the mummy's toes yes as a kid that that was it that "That was he's got a toe there's a toe that's it and so now anytime well there's a roadside attraction in um on your way from arizona through new mexico the thing and it's like the billboard signs like you know kind of those wacky roadside attractions like from route 66 come to the thing and you pay mm-hmm. so much to go in and every single person that goes there oh, says don't funny. go to the thing but no matter what you, you go to, to, go the, to thing. the thing but i yeah. and I want to go to the thing because they have a mummy in there and i want to see if he's got a toe that's <laughs> yeah because but seeing the but mummy's toe cool stuff that was so cool like well, you're yeah. like so they really did have they did wrap people up and call them mummies so they yeah. they really exist and when you when you take history and you read about it, you're going to, it's like, oh yeah, okay, if you say so. But when you oh, see yeah. one, then you're like, whoa, they really Dude. did that. Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah. how I felt about all the castles that I went to in England, mm-hmm. Scotland, and Wales. I got, I mean, it, when, when you can see, mm-hmm. like up at the top of the turrets and then at the top where, you know, how people were using like the, the places to shoot arrows and you could see what the moats were like. Because, you know, I had all the books, as you remember, the English history books, even as a kid, open them up, and it's like every king and queen and prince and princess, and I'm like, how many of you are there? There's a lot. It's more than the, the size of England, you know, but there's a lot, you know, through the history. And then going to these castles and seeing, you know, the the opulence as well, like all the, the jewels and the cloaks, I'm like, That's this amazing. stuff isn't just amazing illustrations in a book, like from Way back it's when, real. This is real, but in in the dungeons and but the moats, like the drawbridges. I mean, that stuff mm-hmm. was insanely amazing. Real, but it goes beyond a book to me. It, you yes. you can't. But see, that's I mean, when part of bringing hmm. history and making history alive, which well, makes exactly. it believable, and once yeah. the once it's believable, you remember it.
1: You and might like even.
0: Yeah, even watching when movies. When you get a list of dates, the dates don't really mean anything. No. Not no. until you're there it's and not seeing not it. Not until you see something made in the 1700s or the 1600s. Yeah. But if you As watch in- a movie and you've seen something like a historical piece or a documentary, a movie mm-hmm. or a documentary, if you've seen a castle and it's got talking about the castle, but you've been there, it heightens the whole movie experience. Oh, Yeah.
1: I think the the main thing that I get from visiting places is the scale because you cannot cannot get a scale in a film or on a book or on a website. You know, we've got, you're talking about castles, we've got a, a ruined castle just up the road from me. And it's when you actually walk into the Outer Bailey and you see the mott, which is the big mound where the castle is standing on top. And you, you think to yourself or you understand that this was all made by hand. You know, wow. this, this was dug out by hand by men with wheelbarrows. And the soil was piled up. And then they built this massive castle on top of this mound. You know, until you wow. actually stand there and get the scale, You've mm-hmm. got no, no perception of how big some of these things are. It's it's like, I mean, I haven't been to the Grand Canyon, but until, no doubt, until you stand on the side of the Grand Canyon and you look mm-hmm. down and you think. Wow. And you look
0: down you're like, whoa,
1: dude, exactly. let me tell you, there, that's a, that's a,
0: that's a, that's a, a um, I, I get vertigo. Yes. And so that <laughs> being there just, that's there's, that's there's crazy. a, and yet I've, intensely curious so it's a very dangerous combination so i think in my past life something happened i tipped over you know must be that (laughs) champagne sunday there she went tipped over (laughs) but but you know it's um i mean you you there is nothing like being at the grand canyon there is and we've been to places similar but they have their own unique like the rift valley to me i'll never forget looking down this giant gorge and seeing zebras at the bottom Mm. of this gorge yeah mm-hmm. and giraffe mm-hmm. and 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 there were little specks i mean how did yeah. that happen you know I'm yeah. driving down what they call the escarpment that at the time i'm sure it's a bigger road now but when i drove down it
1: you were like uh oh am i still on the road yes <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. when, when we went to niagara mm-hmm. i mean nothing nothing prepared me for the scale of niagara yeah. falls oh wow for, yeah you know because mm-hmm because you know you're, you're never gonna have an idea how big it is until you're standing there mm-hmm. you know right. a, picture, mm-hmm. a picture or a film or even an aerial photograph or nothing prepares you for the sheer yeah. scale of these mm-hmm. things and I think that is what is important when you're doing a field study trip or if you're doing uh you know on on-site work is to actually mm-hmm. get the feel of it if, if you're If you're doing geology, you know, actually see where the rocks come from, how they're formed on the side of a mountain, you know, all of them Mm -hmm. sort of things, you can't get an idea of it until you're actually standing there. Mm. Right. And I think Mm -hmm. that is is something that that field study trips are really good for. But Mm -hmm. I think also from, from what we've been saying, I think it's really important for field study trips and for young students trips and things to realize that they're young as well and they need to have a bit of fun so you mm-hmm. know we need to work all these things together so you have fun but you also learn mm-hmm. you know it's it's mm-hmm. like when i when i always used to when i was a school governor i used to go in and talk to young children about different things the main thing was to make it interesting And then afterwards, they don't realize that they've been actually in a lesson all day, because all they're doing is having fun. But they've been learning so many things. We used to go Mm -hmm. on field trips, where we'd walk into the village, and they would be having great fun running about in the fields and looking at this and climbing up that. And but actually, when they come back, they'd been doing geography, history, maths, writing, they have been doing all them things. But they were having Mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the key. I I agree. No one, it, in, I I would say
0: go like for students. I think so many of them love hiking and being outdoors. I know that just in the American culture. Yeah. I mean, the outdoors is a big part of a way of life here. And I think if if they had the chance to go like as a field trip on Peddler's Way, I mean, and go walk the Roman roads. Is it is Peddler's, peddler's Way? Yeah. Ped, Pedders, yeah. not Peddler. Peddler's, I always say Peddler. Yeah, Pedder's Way, okay. And I, I just, I just always think pedal down the Roman roads. Um, But mm. if they can actually experience some of that walking, it's part of the walking history of England too. I mean, England, mm-hmm. exactly. but we've England got so and, like many. New Zealand's like that too, huh? We've got so tramping. many long
1: distance, long distance footpaths.
0: Excuse
1: Is it called tramping?
0: Tramping in is it called tramping, and or is that just in New Zealand that they say tramping?
1: Um, no, I think that's probably New Zealand. Yeah, but what I'm what I'm saying is that we've also got the opportunity to to do camping because a lot of these long distance footpaths uh, are interspersed with campsites. So mm-hmm. you know, although you know, I put on here that that we can arrange you know proper rooms for for students, which is very important that they they have a good night's sleep. Um, right, you know, they could be in good accommodation, but also it's also important to have some real fun where you're camping out for a couple of nights or, mm-hmm. or more, you know, to actually get in, in where you are, you know, and and we all know how lovely breakfast is when you're camping. You oh, know. my gosh. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh.
0: A British breakfast over a fire?
1: Are oh, you kidding
0: me? Oh, my gosh. And tell everybody Ooh. what a British breakfast Oh, a proper British breakfast.
1: Proper, oh, a proper British breakfast. You got sausage. You got proper sausages from a butcher. You got bacon. You got egg. You know, you got a bit of mushrooms. toast by the fire. Yeah, mushrooms, which you can probably pick in the forest if you know what you're looking for. I Uh-oh. wouldn't suggest that. I wouldn't suggest. Yeah, that. be careful. Um, no. uh, yeah. But you know, there is nothing better than having a campfire breakfast. Nothing mm-hmm. better. Absolutely mm-hmm.
0: fantastic. Ooh, I love that. And sure. baked beans, baked beans yeah. over a campfire, too. There's something. No.
1: no and that's, a make cowboy. that's a cowboy breakfast.
0: Come oh, on. you go back to you the don't baked, baked apples beans and baking. Come on. We've got to I, have don't, baked, have, I don't have
1: baked beans for breakfast. No, just what about the it? baked
0: apples and
1: baking? Oh, yeah, there you go. I <laughs> yeah. I knew that was coming. I knew that was
0: coming. And cheese scones can be anytime.
1: Oh, yes, yeah. obviously.
0: Apparently oh. Priscilla, our pink sock monkey, doesn't do quite as well as your wife.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Sadly, sadly not. Oh, well. Oh, well. But I think this is exciting <laughs> because there's so uh-huh. many options. And one thing I do want people to do when they go to England, because it's different, is to get out on, go out on the coast because the coast, it, there's it is absolutely, it is just not the same. It isn't. You've no. got, unless you're from the Pacific mm. Northwest, I can kind of say it gets a little similar. Yeah. But England, you got to just have one of those days it's where just you just blackpool, and you've got to get into the candy. Right? you know. Oh, sorry, here we but go. I know I shouldn't be pushing candy, but the sweets of England.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So different. Yeah, we you know, so talking many. about talking about the coast, and one thing that I did I did sort of just mention in in my article was the distances. Now, you Mm. can all see that Birmingham, if you look at the G in Birmingham, that is right in the middle of England. But that is no more than three hours from the coast. Mm -hmm. So you can get to the coast from anywhere in the country within three hours, you know. Mm. So what people probably find difficult, the same as I find difficult to think about the scale of America, Americans probably find very difficult to think about the scale of England because we are so small. Mm -hmm, So it doesn't matter where you are, you are not far from the coast. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where you are, you're not far from anywhere else. You know, you can see London and you can see the red dot where I am. I'm Mm -hmm. only two and a half, three hours from London so you know we're not far i'm only like five hours i suppose four or five hours from wales which is right across the other side of the country Mm -hmm. and i'm only what five hours by train to edinburgh in scotland you know so so Mm -hmm. we're not we're not far from anywhere so if you if you come to england you can get anywhere within england you know quite easily and very quickly I know a lot of students
0: also travel over for festivals. And that's another whole thing, too, like Glastonbury and and all of that, that, you know, it's like do your festival and at the beginning or end of your trip or the middle, whatever, but have the other activities, you know, before or after the festival. You know, it's a
1: bit it's a bit like our previous um, chat about pleasure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We all love that word. By, by making <laughs> making the most of of your trip to england or your trip to mm-hmm. anywhere you know I don't, I don't mind where you're talking about going to but make the most of it so instead of just right. coming to england to come to a festival add another couple of days onto it and do something else or if mm-hmm. you're coming, mm-hmm. if you're going to england on a business trip add another couple of days and do something that you're passionate about you know absolutely you know oh, so wow. So it is all about the, the pleasure idea. Mm-hmm. Just, just add a couple of days onto whatever you're doing and make it more personal, make it more about you rather yeah. than what you're doing.
0: You know, that, that's
1: and we, we it's all do this true. thing
0: where, you know, life is short Yeah, man, seize the day, seize the day while, especially when you're young and healthy, I can't, I, you know, do it while you're young and healthy. You never know. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen. People of all ages go through things oh, and go, waiting, I wish, waiting, I wish, waiting. I wish, I wish. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be one of those, you know, reflecting back going, I could have just, I mean, I remember once my uncles and, and a friend had tickets for mm. the Rolling Stones, right? And they were getting picked up by a limo and this whole thing, and I could have gone. And instead, I kept my day job working at the deli. And then I ended up quitting only a week later. I'm going, oh. are you kidding me? And I left the Rolling Stones. <laughs> I, and, you know, but I was trying to do the responsible thing, but it's the Rolling Bloody Stones. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so I, to this day, I will. it'll never be the same. The Rolling no. Stones, it, it, I, this, I mean, it was the full, ha- the full Monty there, you know? But this so is don't, how- Don't be like me. This is how Lisa and I ended up, on the road permanently because we're so addicted to travel which to me is a form of education no matter how you look at it absolutely but but it's a fun way of learning and it's a and it sticks with you because you're physically there and there's it's just like when you go into a castle you you're right a film isn't going to show you It's not going to give you the feeling and a picture isn't going to do it. It it can intrigue you and interest you. But until you actually go like, oh, man, there's one place, um, Port Jesus, when you went into the dungeon, Lisa, in um, South Africa, Port Jesus. And you went downstairs into the dungeon where they used to jail people and you could see the hang where they mm-hmm. hung them on the wall and stuff. I that was so. I mean, it was so creepy. There's definitely that uh, and, ah. and I think yeah. too, you know, when you go to places and I and I, you know, when nowadays with like the war, we're like in Russia and Ukraine, mm-hmm. you look at this and it's become some are obsessed watching it. What's going on on TV, and, and obviously listening to Ukraine's president uh, speak—you know—every day. I think he's amazing that he really communicates. But if you haven't visited a battlefield or mm-hmm. you know those kind of graveyards, or like Gettysburg here in the states, wow—it's um, yeah. very mm-hmm. easy to let TV become a numbing non-touchable like the war's not really happening thing you know it's happening it's terrible but how much do you really care when you haven't really felt that or it hasn't happened personally right or something personal in your own sphere yes and you haven't been to a place like that it's really hard to grasp the absolute overwhelming horror and terror of war Right. Yes. It, it really is. And I'm, yeah, not, I'm not saying that I want everyone to feel bad. But, you know, it's like if you go to where, you know, a prisoner of it. war camp, a concentration camp, you go yeah. Auschwitz. Right. If you go to yeah. places mm-hmm. like that, no one's going to tell you the Holocaust didn't happen if you've been to yeah. Auschwitz. Right. I mean, how it, those are those people should go with the Flat Earth Society and 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 make their own island. <laughs> but honestly, you won't understand until you step there. And have that feeling and that sadness is also what breeds empathy and compassion to do better things and have, I don't like the word tolerance, but to have more empathy and understanding amongst each other.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, I I think that the one thing that um, this all touches and brings together is the fact that we've got several senses and Mm. they they all need to be um put into action for us to really appreciate something. Mm-hmm. So when when you're actually standing in a castle dungeon, not only have you got the sight of it, obviously, you've got the smell of it, which mm-hmm. even though there's no dead bodies in a dungeon, it's damp, mm-hmm. it's cold, it's you know it's, they're there, it's smelly. Um, you've also got the feel of it because it's damp and you can feel it's damp. You know, you've got so many things. You've got the sounds of the, you know, different things. How the how the sounds reverberate around the walls, things like that. And also what you were just talking about. There's a graveyard just outside Cambridge at Maddingly, which is the U.S. Second World War graveyard, um, where most, not all, obviously a lot of the U.S. servicemen who died during the Second World War and were brought back to England a lot of them were buried in Cambridge at uh, Maddingly oh, wow. so the US um, World War II graveyard is there and you've got to go there to get that feeling mm-hmm. to get yeah. the scale again it's all about mm-hmm. scale mm-hmm. It's all about mm-hmm. How how massive this area is and they are all people who died during the war And that's only a, only that much of the number of people who died, but it's a massive amount. And when we went, we went to France years and years ago with the children and we were in Brittany and we, and and in Normandy, and we went to a couple of the World War II graveyards, because I I feel it's important Mm. for the children. And Although we didn't make a big thing of it, we just went there and we showed them what they were and we told them about the battlefields and about the the beaches in Normandy and Mm -hmm. what happened. When we came home, we always asked the children what what part of the holiday sort of stuck with them and that is what stuck with them,
0: Mm -hmm. the graveyards. Wow!
1: Because it was just such a realisation that all of these people from all over the all all different religions because there are there are jewish gravestones there are mm. american gravestones there are british gravestones there are german mm. gravestones you know to think that that was what they remembered most about their holiday and we'd had fun as well but that is what's in their heads we and went
0: thought, to oh. um the channel islands between england and france and yeah, yeah release of visiting that hospital yeah from um, world and and that the hospital was underground in the cliff yeah and it, oh and oh my uh-uh. god it's uh-uh. not uh-uh. no but <laughs> and water still it. running down the sides where the beds are like moved out from the walls but there's water dripping down the sides like many little waterfalls and these people who were injured were putting these beds next to the dripping water you've mm-hmm. got God. to think what it was it, like you know yeah to go through crazy. that and and even the medicine yeah. back then compared to what we have now mm-hmm. and go back to the graveyards too when we went to gettysburg nancy and i were just talking about this yesterday mm-hmm. and um about you know the civil war i mean like andersonville mm-hmm. the the civil war encampment was i mean it was like it's like being in a prison in a swamp. It's, it, it was yeah. horrible. It, I mean, and you're yeah. outdoors in tents. Um, yeah. But anyway, going back to Gettysburg, you know, we've done, we've done all these radio shows with artists in residence with the National Parks Arts Foundation that had been there and we interviewed rangers and the superintendent even. And, you know, I th- thought I knew this history. Well, mm. until we went there and um yeah. I just yeah. kept looking at Nancy, going, and and I want, I really, actually, there was it was during the pandemic, but you know, things were open again, and people, it were there was just flooded with people, and was too, I couldn't handle the amount of the people and the amount of like whoa, all these people who fought, including the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. They they had a whole mm-hmm. Native American section, yeah, and then the the actual you know Gettysburg Address and all, you know, all that was just incredibly. Overwhelming, and then we went to. I mean, there's parts that you drive it, or you go on a horse, you hike it. I mean, it's not small, like what you're saying. And then mm. we went into the cemetery. And what really got her and I. I mean, was you see all the gravestones divided up like you're saying, and then there was just this mass section of unmarked graves, Unknown. just with an empty plaque, and and or empty. Nobody whatever. knows a blank tomb you know blank stone tombstone so many people and, that and so died what do you do yeah what do you identified. do with that and it's like when you go to mass graveyards, Crazy. you know it was like that and and so we we ended up just going to the picnic area and just sitting down with the birds and the squirrels cuz we had to like it was just too much yeah you
1: yeah. know yeah. But, but but again, I'm,
0: i want to go back
1: you, you know? wouldn't get that if you didn't visit you wouldn't exactly. get yeah. that you wouldn't get that connection you wouldn't get that emotion. You wouldn't get that feeling, mm. and and I think that is what field trips are all about. What this oh. is, what, what visits are all about,
0: and mm-hmm. and it's
1: so important that we get a lot of this when we're young, because then then we're going to learn. Like you say, we're going to learn, and mm-hmm. and the best way to learn is to experience right. because it's exactly it sticks in your head because you mm-hmm. remember. it's all i always again i remember when i used to go up the primary school i used to take objects um to talk to the children about like you know i've got a wind up gramophone and things like that you know and Mm -hmm. one of the children who's the same age as my daughter so now he's what 34 and i saw him when he was in his mid-20s and he said oh hello mr burroughs he said I remember when you came to school and showed does that wind up record player, you know, mm. because because he'd experienced it. He'd heard it, right. seeing how mm-hmm. it worked, you know, and I think yeah. that is what it's all about. You know, mm-hmm. you remember things.
0: Yeah, that's the yeah. quickest way. It, you know, you're going to write thesis and doing all these things, but it's the quickest way to learn is to go definitely. And, and, definitely and do is. it while you can do it while and you can. Don't let don't, things yeah. get in the way. You don't get interrupted like if you're watching a, uh, you can be watching the best movie ever, a historic, you know, plot or whatever on television, and then here comes a commercial. I'm sorry, we just destroyed the whole. uh, Yeah, you you know what I mean. This is why we have Netflix. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, because, and even then. I mean, the, the whole... phone goes off. I mean, I don't care even if you yeah. go to the cinema, how many people's phones go off during the movies, you know? Oh, that's Here so you funny, are. So but... it's like, I think we have this constant interruption. And if you travel, you're immersed in it and you're spending mm-hmm. money to do it. So you might as well get the most out of it. And I, right. I, you can't, you cannot put a dollar, it's priceless. You know, they always say yes. travel is priceless. It, is. it gives, it gives and it gives to you. And the other mm-hmm. part of it is, I think when, when you go with a guide like yourself who takes you around and they have this connection with you, they have a connection more to the area and the people, then yeah. we tend to be better travelers. So we are giving back into the region as well because it can't just be one-sided. And so oh, yes. I think you have a better connection than just being put in a hotel room, a typical hotel room, you know, the ones like you talk about, the cardboard Split ones.
1: Cardboard, yeah. cardboard,
0: yeah. Yeah, none of those, and no factory sausage. You want real sausage um, for breakfast. Um, no baked uh, beans, apparently. Um, no, but, not for, not yeah. for me. Not well,
1: for, me. for
0: Glenn, no, no, none of that for Glenn. But when you have these oh, real experiences, immerse yourself, but if you have those other kind, that's when it's not, you're not really connecting. And that's not going to teach you anything. And you can go take your photo next to the London Tower. It's like everything, you know, the obligatory, I got the big word today, obligatory. That's a good word. word. Um, Photos and put it on your Instagram. But if you Mm -hmm. didn't really connect and someone says, oh, well, blah, blah, blah about it. And you have nothing to say other than, oh, I had to do it for Instagram. You've got to go beyond that, you know.
1: You may as well so, go to a to a to a studio, you know for instance, you can go to yeah. the Harry Potter Studios in oh, in America. Yeah. you know mm-hmm. if you want to see a medieval building, you can go to the Harry Potter Studios in America and you can see a, a medieval building made out of spit mm-hmm. and cardboard. But if you actually mm-hmm. want to go to a real medieval building, it's a mm-hmm. completely different feeling, you know mm-hmm. so yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all about what's real and what's not real.
0: Oh, there mm-hmm. it is! I love it. Yeah, Glenn,
1: always That's a good, good time. Did we stay on track today? I think we. I think we did mostly. I think
0: did, we did pretty good. I we think we, good. we, good. Yeah, Everyone, we again, did good. We did good. Everyone again, Glenn's articles up on blendradioandtv.com. Just mm-hmm. type in Glenn G L Y N N. Uh, you'll see all kinds of interviews mm-hmm. and articles there. He's here every fourth Saturday, so keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. And on Instagram, why not? Uh, But also the most important thing is to connect directly with Glenn. Go to norfolk-tours.co.uk and keep up with them there. Thank you so much, Glenn. Happy travels. I know you've got a busy couple of weeks.
1: I I have now. I'm doing a a medieval buildings week and then I'm doing a family history week for some hotel people. So that'll be great fun. Getting out and about, doing some stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you take care and travel safe. We will. See you later.